EMS World Expo is the largest EMS dedicated event in the world, and it's taking you places. And now we bring you stories from Expo. So, hello, good morning, and welcome to uh, EMS World Expo right here in New Orleans. And today we're going to have a few stories from EMS World Expo 2019. I'm Rob Lawrence, I'm your host for the next few minutes. And uh, today I am delighted to welcome Paul Maxwell from Epic Medics. Paul, welcome. Thank you, glad to be here. Thanks and we are going to talk about a really important award that's the very first time here at EMS World, EMS World Expo, but it's been going for some considerable time, and that's the Nicholas Rosecrans Award. Yes, it is. And this is our first time at EMS World, and we're, we're uh, glad to be here. Uh, we've had, this is our 17th annual 17th Nicholas Rosecrans Award celebrating here today. So first of all, give us a little bit of the background of the award itself and, and really the backstory and the origins of how it came to pass because you were involved very, very dramatically in that story. Yeah, I, I would. the whole point of Epic Medics is to turn tragedy into action and, and to inspire uh, EMS providers to uh, get into the role of injury prevention in their communities. Right. And, uh, how that started was I responded to a two-year-old boy named Nicholas Rosecrans who uh, had wandered away from his daycare center and drowned in an unfenced swimming pool next door, the house next door to his daycare center. And we had been going on just a huge rash of drownings and like one every week. And it's almost always two-year-old boys, two to four-year-old boys, and it's swimming pools. And so uh, finally I, I just had enough when I went on this Nicholas Rosecrans. I don't know why, but it was just too much. Right. And plus his, his mother, uh, Lynn, had arrived at the daycare center while we're resuscitating him. And it was just very, uh, you know, the howling moan that a mother makes when That's she That's perhaps the topic of another discussion of what do you say yeah. moments like that, but maybe we can come back to that at this time at the end. But, uh, yeah, so a after that uh, drowning then, uh, I aligned myself with the Safe Kids Coalition, who is out of the Children's Hospital, and uh, I should say this is in San Diego. In San Diego, right. yeah, Rady's Children's Hospital, and uh, got on their drowning task force. They never had a, a EMS or paramedic on their drowning task force before. It's been you know like PTA yeah. and things like that. Uh, so we uh, we ended up being very successful in our injury or drowning prevention measures. I, I looked at the data of the drowning and used that towards uh, to, to make our message yeah. stronger. Um, I, I uh, met Lynn for the second time at the Safe Kids Coalition and she and I teamed up together to do a, a, a media campaign that was very powerful because it was the mother of the drowned child and the paramedic that responded to the drowned child. So I got all the other paramedics that were, had been responding to all these drownings together, and we formed Epic Medics. And our, our first focus was uh, drowning prevention, but then once we realized that we could be very effective at yeah. injury prevention, then we, we decided to focus on the 10 leading causes of injury or death to children in San Diego County. Now, did you have to get any legislative changes made in order to assist you in what you were doing? Uh, no, but I think that we were influential in the passage of Assembly Bill 3305, which 
required some safety device around new construction swimming pools. Which in itself an excellent, as you know, we're both Southern California residents now and, uh, and, and uh, getting the law changed is no mean feat or indeed contributing and lobbying towards that. So I mean, kudos to you guys for, for doing that. And of course that makes things inherently safer. Yes, thank you, and welcome to Southern California. Thank you very much. I had a wildfire last week, so I'm now really becoming a, a, an embedded resident of SoCal, so yes. Fully oriented. But anyway, let's get back to that. So, so we, we, we now have to have uh, fences around the pools, which is a great outcome. Uh, but of course, this then led on to you guys then determining to identify the best practice uh, in safety around what is now the EMS world. So what happened was, after we formed Epic Medics, and then we, we began speaking about Epic Medics and how EMS should get involved in injury prevention at conferences. And then we would be approached at, at the end of the conference and, and the uh, person would say, hey, I have the, this problem in my community, but my employer is, is not really supportive of me uh, doing right. the prevention. And so we thought, well, what if we made it desirable for their employer to support their employee who wants to do this? Yeah. And so we created uh, the award. And the natural uh, name of the award was Nicholas Rosecrans because he was the inspiration for yes. beginning Epic Medics. And then, uh, so on uh, Mother's Day, we called up Lynn, Nicholas's mother, and we said, we have this idea about doing a national award and we're going to do it at a national EMS conference. And she said that was the best Mother's Day present she'd ever Fantastic. received. Fantastic. Now, of course, I've had the pleasure of meeting Lynn, and she is a wonderful person, and she is committed, along with you guys, to, to, to telling the story, but also to ensure that this doesn't happen again to anybody else, no matter where they are. She, she likes the award named after her son, uh, honors EMS leadership and, and innovation in injury prevention in their communities. And so we've honored all of these different programs um, throughout all these years and Lynn comes to the conference and personally hands the award to the award recipient as she did with you um, and she feels that by promoting EMS and injury prevention that he her boy didn't die in vain and right. that he has gone on to uh, prevent uh, more injuries and one of the things about being qualified for the Nicholas Rosecrans award is that you have to be willing to share your program yes with, with other other people, other agencies, other communities, and so that that program can be replicated and many, many more children can be saved. Right, so for full disclosure, I am a Nicholas Rosecrans winner of the past, and yes, we took great pleasure in paying forward, not just sharing, but paying forward the, the programs that we had because they were scalable, they were repeatable, and of course, eventually, hopefully, they would save lives and prevent further injury going forward. So thank you guys for enabling us and giving us the platform at the time to do that. That brings us on to this year's winners. So talk about this year's winners, where are they from? And of course, what do they do? And how is their program uh, scalable for the rest of the EMS world? Uh, Coal, rain, fire and EMS are this year's recipient of the Nicholas Rosecrans Award. And their program is focused on uh, the opioid crisis and scaling down their, their uh, local opioid crisis by creating a, uh, what they call a quick response team. 
And so when there's a 911 call for an overdose that's suggestive of a, a opioid overdose, maybe a non-breather, yeah. mm -hmm. they send three persons from their QRT, and those three persons are a paramedic firefighter, a police officer, and a uh, addiction counselor to that address, to where the actual call is. Or if they're unable to do it at that very time, they follow up within uh, several hours. And what they do is they, they offer that person um, um, rehab yeah. and, and to enter them into a program, which is an excellent timing because the time that they've overdosed is probably the time when they're most vulnerable and most accepting of the, yeah. of the message and to getting into rehab because they realize that, that they've just had a near-death situation. And so their success rate of approximately 72% is measured by how many uh, of those patients that they contact that end up being uh, placed in the program. So it's a fantastic program, and I heard a local sheriff uh, back in my day a few years ago say a phrase that stuck with me forever, that they, the police are not going to arrest their way out of this crisis. Um, it is a public health crisis, and I say to bring the police in to this, uh, not to arrest, but actually to be part of the, the cure and the solution is, is laudable. And so for them, how easy was it to, to create those partnerships? Um. Absolutely, that was a, uh, a key part, is to have all three components yeah. of it. When, when you have just law enforcement, then you can have issues where they feel like they could be arrested. Right. And so the, the paramedic firefighter gives them access because they, d they don't have the fear of arrest yeah. because the, the, the paramedic firefighter is there to, to balance that out. Excellent. So when, when someone knocks on the door, let's say, so how, how does, and again, from what they've described to you, and, and again, that you have to go through a fairly extensive um, essay, as it were, to, to, to enter the program. And so therefore you probably have an intimate knowledge of how the program is working for them. But with that initial knock on the door, you say it's, so it's the paramedic firefighter that does the talking first, and then you have the police officer and then the addiction counselor. So once they've done that bit, what happens next? Do they go into a program somewhere? or How does it flow from the, after the knock on the door, how do we then flow from there? Well, they, they are uh, directed, especially the, the addiction counselor gets them, flows them into the, uh, the rehab program. Yeah. And they go as, to, as far as uh, one could come to their fire station with a problem, an oh, okay. opioid problem, and they would provide transportation and, and everything that they can to get them into the program. That is superb. And so is, is there a future plan for this? So, for example, those that are, have successfully recovered from that particular episode, are, are they being brought back in to you know, be part of, the, part of the program as well in terms of you know, maybe counselors or assistants or whatever? Is that... Is that happening now or is that could that be a next phase for example that sounds like a next phase i yeah. haven't uh I, I haven't heard that but that is a, a natural transition for that type of uh of program for sure right indeed it's it's dare i ask how is it being paid for because of course we're in we're in america where it's the land of the free but not so much the free healthcare. so how is that working do you have any any sense of that uh, that, that's a better question for the people from, okay. from Coleraine, how they uh, figured out the funding. But there is uh, 
quite a bit of funding available for that particular right. issue because of uh, uh, pharmaceutical. Well, companies. that's something we'll follow up on and and do it. Put that in the show notes. But uh, again, this it's, it's an issue, and I, and I had some experience with opioid task forces. Certainly, when I was over in Richmond in the Richmond Ambulance Authority, and we had a fairly similar program. Probably not as advanced as where you are, but. Uh, of course, the, the, the biggest bugbear was actually getting the funding to put the people through the rehab. But as long as we're now, I think we're now on that road nationally, hopefully, to you know, gaining, a, gaining certainly the attention of those that might want to realise that, you know, as I say, arresting isn't the way to do it. Uh, and we have to get these people into a pipeline to recovery. And it very much sounds like uh, we're there with that. Uh, yes, everyone's realising that that's the, the direction that we need to go. And... Uh, and finally, the money to support programs like that has has finally arrived. Uh, yeah. In in response to uh, the national tragedy. So we we've got a couple of minutes. So go back into yesteryear, the yesteryear of the Rosecrans Awards. What are some of the most standout things that have been put forward uh, over over the years of the life of the award? That you can you can recall. Well, our, our very first award recipient was a program called Kids Don't Float. And that was out of Homer, Alaska. They had a, a, a drowning problem that was related to boating. And they, they had about 10 times uh, the statistical problem than the rest of the country. And the, uh, they identified that it was an issue with boating and not having life vests. Yeah. So they started this program where it was a, a life vest loaner program. And they had loaner boards at the, at the boat ramps and uh, people could access yeah. those. And the belief was that once they put those there in the loaner boards that they would come back and they would all be gone. In fact, the opposite happened. They came back to the loaner boards and there were more life jets, more life bets than they had put out there. So that was, of course, that's very uh, dear to my heart. But um, in addition to other drowning prevention programs, we had uh, children being left in hot cars, um, falls, um, motorcycle safety. Motorcycle, motorcycle safety, safety, which was yours. Yes, indeed. With the uh, identifiers where a, if a person was unconscious, yep. they, there was an, inside the helmet, there was an identifier of the, of the person. Rider alert if you're watching. So, <laughs> um, it's that time, Paul, where I have to ask you, so if you want to read about the award, where do we go? And if you want to get in touch with you, how do we get in touch with you? Well, we, what we've done is we've, we've uh, blended the Epic Medics with... Another organization that I'm co-founder of is the California Paramedic Foundation. Okay. And uh, all of the Epic Medics and Rosecrans Award activities are all under the California Paramedic Foundation website, which is caparamedic.org. Caparamedic.org. We'll put that in the show notes. Yes. Um, so it's uh, time to wind up. Paul Maxwell, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, so the Nicholas Rosecrans Award, uh, congratulations to the winner and indeed the winners of yesteryear. Um, congratulations to you for uh, spearheading such a fantastic program. Uh, visit the website, look at the award. Um, your organization may be doing something that you wish to share and Paul and his team may be able to assist you in taking that idea forward onto a national scale. So once again, Paul Maxwell, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. It's been an honor.